I got a short story for you. Too often, those who protect and serve deal with situations that put them in dark places mentally. They get angry, they get edgy, they get suicidal, and way too often, they do not get the help they need. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. AndrePsyche.com is the cute, quaint corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original merchandise you had no idea existed because he's not trying to manipulate you with some sort of algorithm. Let me save you a little bit of time as to what you're going to find on AndrePsyche.com. I couldn't figure out a way to make .com rhyme. <laughs> you're going to get literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, music, poetry, podcasts, and best of all, if you want a customized, fully created from scratch creation, Andre is a freelance creator extraordinaire, and he'll make it happen. So go to AndrePsyche.com and let your spirit guide you through all the options. You're going to find something worth checking out for the same reason we here at the Getting to Know You pod love the site. Because each and every item has a story behind it. Nothing is made. Everything is created on AndrePsyche.com. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. If you're listening to this short story, do us a favor. Please rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Getting to Know You pod in whatever app you pushed play on. You can friend and follow the pod. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And finally, we are seeking sponsors to partner with. We are downloaded all across America and in countries around the world. So if you or someone you know have a brand or business and are looking to increase views, clicks, encounters, purchases, message us through any of our social media. Oh shit, I forgot. We do have a Patreon if you are looking to support the pod without advertising on it for as little as $2 a month. Go to patreon.com and search getting the number two, no, the letter U, pod. And now, getting to know just a little part of you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely and doggone it. my cup of tea. Three years of battling for that, man. Like, that's... That's what almost killed me. Um, you know, I, I, I was struggling, like we talked about before, um, leading up to that and asking for help and, um, and all of that stuff. Um, but, and I had already felt like... Uh, I was going crazy, right? So when when my work told me that they were going to try to fire me, that that just fed into the line of oh, I am going crazy, right? Because um, you felt that you deserve to be fired, or you couldn't wrap your head around why they would fire you. Yes. I, I, no, I knew I didn't do anything wrong. Um, but they have more money and more power than I do. Right. It's like fighting the government for three years. They put me through the ringer, um, of, of 
postponing court dates, not showing up for court dates because they can. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the main thing. If, if we have to hold, we are law and order. And where the reform comes is, is there really has to be law and order within the department. Wow. And in my case, I won. I got everything back, but the toll from the moment they said, we're going to fire you to the moment I was reinstated took years off of my life. Um, I'm curious why you thought or why it drove you crazy if you knew you were right. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I guess I'm saying that in a I totally get it. Fuck, man. Like, if you know, you know, it was more because I was in the midst of my post-traumatic stress. I was, I had already been asking for help. I need help. I had went to two child deaths. I went to a three-year-old, did CPR on her, and she died. I was already struggling with, I had a three-year-old grandchild at the time, and how am I going to save my three-year-old grandchild when I cannot save this three-year-old? I went to a 10-month-old at daycare who died. Uh, I I watched a gentleman blow his head off in in a dog run. I, I was in the middle of of a breakdown and then my department and i and asking for help because remember my sergeant was rolling up on me crying yeah and i was at the brink at the brink and instead of reaching a handout and and offering help and really taking it serious they just said boop there you go. Here's, let's just put your last nail in the coffin. And, and it almost did. <laughs> Is it more, and I, I, I don't know, man, I feel fucked up trying to label it, but I'm trying to, cause I have not been under nearly those sort of stressful circumstances. So when you start battling to get back, is it more the betrayal? Is it more your second guessing yourself? Is it more the machismo? Man, I'm just acting like a bitch. I shouldn't be so sensitive. Kind of a thing that's driving you nuts where you see yourself as too weak? Or is it like... I? I you mean as far as my injury? For, as far no, as the post-traumatic stress? No, or? as far as like just being like, these fuckers are wrong. I, I like I, I should not be fired. I... And the reason, again, I'm asking, like, it seems with what you're saying so clear cut, you just need some PTSD support, dude. You need some counseling. You don't need to be fired and be isolated, which is why it's weird to me. I shouldn't say weird. It's interesting to me to hear that you felt like that was driving you I was crazy. so alone. Yeah. So it was just the loneliness I was so of alone. depending on those relationships and being in the department being with but you have to understand i didn't understand i didn't understand that i had post-traumatic stress i didn't know what was going on i i didn't know what was going on Mm. all i knew is i needed help it wasn't until two and a half years later that i was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress okay 
And, and I know that we talked about, I, I believe we talked about the disorder and the injury, correct? Um, in, in the first one, I can't remember. Uh, but it was told to me that, uh, you know, we call it post-traumatic stress disorder, but if, if the world looked at it differently, which oh, yes. yeah, yeah, I'm tr- yeah. trying one person at a time, right. To, to call it an injury because yes. it's an accumulative injury. I love the way you said um, that. It was the first time I had actually heard it. It's yes, exactly. Instead of saying distress or a post-traumatic stress disorder, instead of saying disorder, right. it would be like, no, you have a broken arm. And then everyone's like, oh my God, no wonder you're in a cast. That makes sense. And then you can accept, yeah, my arm's broken. I'm here for six weeks. And if you thought of post-traumatic stress injury, you'd be like, oh, so when you're injured, you go to counseling for six months and you feel better. That's how we heal it. Kind of a thing where there's, it's just so much more accepted. I, you absolutely made that clear. And you saying that brings that back. And that's a wonderful, to me, a wonderful way to almost destigmatize. Yes. it's it. a disorder is something you're born with, right? An yeah. injury is something that occurs on the job. Yeah. From your and, environment. And so your environment causes right. it. Right. And for 20 years, you know, I, I had w- one injury, you know, you look at a, you look at a, a in a x-ray and you see, yes, you got a broken arm, but with, with post-traumatic stress injury with help, it gets better. You still have a scar. Mm-hmm. You still have you still have the scar and you look at the scar every day. Right. But the scar lessens and lessens if you have the right help through the years. But I think where the breakdown is, is, is departments don't want to believe. And it, it's getting a tad bit better now, but they don't want to believe that we are human and that we do have this injury that the brain does get injured with help, it can be better. The fear is, is if you say you're having mental health issues, your gun gets taken away. You get put on um, uh, fitness for duty. All of these things, instead of saying, wow, I can see how these events could could ha- make that happen. And here, let's get you some help. If my department, I believe... And I don't know, I, I'm, I'm just, but I, I truly believe inside of me had, I, was I given the opportunity for help, I may still be working. And, and sometimes that's a, a hard pill for me to swallow. Oh, I bet. Cause you're much like most people who get in that kind of work. You're competitive as hell. Like you ain't no fucking punk. (laughs) But I felt like, so, so I felt like I turned into that. I, I became scared. Mm -hmm. I became, I felt like I was incapable of doing my job. And then it looked like that on the outside. Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And I know now because I have had years of help um, that I couldn't. It wasn't that I didn't want to. I just couldn't anymore. Yeah, it, I mean, it would be like trying to walk with a torn Achilles. Like it, like some something can just rip in your mind as easily as a tendon, and Correct. you're physically unable to continue. And the psyche right. is the exact same way. Um, and then my department says, "Oh, and by the way, um, we know you're asking for help. We know we've been asking for help, but we don't know how to handle that, so we're going to fire you." 
Yeah, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, I, I've spoken. I actually, um, since we had spoken, I spoke to, and again, not to hijack it, but just to emphasize the mental health part. I spoke to the um, teachers union president on the podcast. And one of her platforms was trying to enhance mental health in the schools. So picture right. a school of 700 kids with one school counselor who's in charge of the logistics of scheduling plus the mental health. Right. So it's basically That's... a 1400 person caseload because you care about everyone's schedule. You care about everyone's mental health. There's right. 188 days, 1400 fucking kids. Like it, it doesn't work out. So the state's trying to bring people in. And my question to her was like, why is that a teacher thing? Shouldn't that just be a state thing? Like, shouldn't the state just fucking add a couple modular trailers outside or a wing in every school? And they're like, you know what we're going to do? We got a bunch of people who enjoy counseling. We're going to pay them 60, 70 grand a year. It's a comfortable living. You're going to go there and you're going to be there and you're going to help try. You're going to be there to help kids when they're feeling this to help understand why they're feeling it. Why is that not just a couple? I mean, you're looking at maybe a million, $2 million in a state like Delaware. I don't know what California would be. So I bring that up to bring it to your point of I'm fucking shocked that a police department, there's not a SO standard operating yeah, SOP of yo, we need to prepare people when they go through traumatic events that we have individuals there to help them get back to serve. That's amazing to me that it's overlooked. And now there are some departments, there are some departments that have, that have uh, really taken their officers health in a, you know, in account and they have hired um, counselors or or therapists to uh, clinicians to be on right. staff. So they're on staff at the police department. Is that a local funding thing? Is that like a, so it, it, no, it's hard it's for a change me to, of philosophy. It's a change of the higher ups. It's change of, of understanding the, that I'm we're sorry. human. I, no dude, hundred <laughs> percent. But I guess I've also spoken to people running for County council in Delaware and Delaware is way smaller. And it's very hard for me to understand how things get done in California which I believe has like the sixth largest economy in the world <laughs> compared to Delaware, which is fucking Delaware. Right. But like the County council, there are basically five guys that are five people. I'm sorry. There are women on there right, right, that right. are in charge of the funding for the County, which is like 12 different towns. Right. So if a firefighting department needed a counselor per town, the County council would vote to say, we're going to allocate those funds. So when you say some departments are, some departments are not, I'm curious as to who are those decision makers, if anyone listening in a voting position can say, oh, you're the motherfucker that wanted to put $1 million towards blank, but didn't want to get health professionals for our police officers. I guess that's what I'm trying to understand in your situation. Yeah. If uh you know. I don't, I don't know that. Um, I don't know that, but we okay. need more uh, examples of these departments that are taking it seriously and getting help and, uh, and understanding that it's real. What would you, so, and when you had said you needed more help, what do you now knowing and reflecting back on what you went through? What would have been that more help? 
like a half hour of counseling every day, a two weeks off with like an intensive kind of a thing. What would have been the help that you think could have helped you overcome this injury? I guess just the understanding that, um, that I wasn't going crazy because that's really what I thought was happening to me. And, um, if, if, if I would have went to the retreat, um, while I was still working, cause a lot, some departments pay for their people to go when they go to, through an event or, um, or what have you, they are paying their people to go to the retreat. That's beautiful because that gives them the tools that gives them the understanding. They're not alone. That gives them the understanding that this is an injury that, it, that you can heal. Which seems almost like um, impatient, kind of intensive. You're going for yes, hours. It's like that's your, that's it's, your job. It's inpatient. Yeah. That's yes. your job for that time. And that's very easy for service people to wrap their mind around is cool. This is my job for the next week, yes. for the next two weeks. This is my shift. This right. is my mission. But I told you, it was the first time in a long time that I sat in that room full of people, that I, strangers that I didn't know, and talked about what was going on, and nobody gasped. Nobody, um, nobody looked at you funny. Nobody said, oh my goodness, it was, oh. We get it. We, we know exactly what you're going through. And that feeling of not being alone was <laughs> life-changing. Life-changing. When you have these big tattooed guys and they're like, yep, I've had those same feelings. Yes, I, I know that. Yes, I've said that. Yes, I've felt that. And and I was looking at them like, there is no way before I started talking, there is no way you're going to understand this. There's right. no way I'm going to say this and you're going to be, and, and uh, it was just, but I'm sure, I'm amazing. sure they've been there. I'm sure they've held 10 month olds in yes. their arms and felt those experiences, right? Like yes. they, they've the, the biggest, strongest men in positions like yours feel like children and helpless because they're unable to control situations that they want to, without a doubt, make the right decision and make people safe. And th there's nothing more demasculating. And I like you even feel weird saying like masculine with it. And I'm not trying to be all gender biased and shit like that. But right, I know. It, it feels super demasculating when you're in a position of, I control the situation, I control the environment, I am the authority, and you really have no control. You're fucking helpless. Right. But, and, but, but what people don't understand is we are called to a situation that's already fucked before we even get the call. Yeah. It's so escalated. it's not like we really have some incidents. We don't have control. It yeah. What is going to occur like the 10 month old at the daycare center that there is nothing. I know now there is nothing I could have done, but, but what happens is we become these, we, we believe that we can fix everything. Yes. We, because that's just the way we're taught, right? Fix it, take control, get it done. And when you can't, and you have these failures, um, 
what, what you consider failures happen again and again, then you start thinking you're a failure. How long did it take you to realize with the 10 month old in particular, because you brought it up to, to understand that you did everything you could, that it was okay that what happened happened. Uh, probably not till I went to the retreat and they put it in such a way that I could understand. Um, because I never got any, there was never any talking about that after that incident. My department never asked me a word, never asked me, Hey, that's Are amazing. you okay? So Never anything, right? It wasn't until I went to the retreat where they put it in a in such a word in a way that it not that it made it okay, but but what I was feeling the the feelings of the failure and the feelings of of I failed my job. I couldn't do it. I couldn't save them. Um, they said, you know, you can't save any, everybody. You do the best you can in the moment. But when that happened, I was already so deep in the rabbit hole that there was, there probably wasn't anybody that was going to tell me anything different. I, yeah. I, I believe that I failed that that I was a failure, that I failed that family, that child, and myself that day. Um, because my injury had taken such a hold of me, I wouldn't have believed anything different. And why were their words so impactful to you? Why was going to that retreat and hearing that? Because it was the first time you had actually felt heard by coworkers? Yes. By anybody. That's by by terrible, uh, man. by a I, like I, Jesus Christ. I so didn't want you to say yes so quick. That is fucking horrible. That there's <laughs> not something within like the system itself to just help on a more local level to keep people who are serving fucking sane with what they're dealing with in situations like that. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I really didn't mean to cut you off, but I was really hoping that was not going to be a yes question. That's terrible that that's the first time you felt heard, that you can feel heard after such an experience and understood. Yeah, that's exactly, that, that's exactly what it was. God, that's yep. so disheartening. Like, I wasn't afraid either. That's the first time I think in a long, long time where I wasn't afraid of saying what I was feeling. Is that because you were there to, and again, I'm very mission oriented just in my life. I don't know if that's, and I was a fucking national guard guy. I never got really deployed, but I feel that has a lot of, um, impact in my life. I feel like I'm a very mission oriented person. What is my goal? 
I respect hierarchies. Who's my superior? Tell me what I need to do. I'm going to fucking accomplish it. Who's under me? I'm going to give them directives. So part of me wants to say is what made it impactful is because you go and you know what your mission is? To heal, to express, Mm -hmm. to get that Mm -hmm. shit out, to understand is that why it was so meaningful more so than just like a fucking whatever coffee side or water cooler talk where you can't really feel vulnerable in that like quick two, three minutes of passing with a coworker. Was right. It- yeah. That's exactly what it was. It, it was the, the, the feeling. Well, I felt like I could say anything because at that point I didn't have anything to lose. <laughs> Um, which is always no, a fear. I mean, right? Like honestly, that's a legit fear. Yeah, man. Like no one wants to fucking get like put on a different pro pro pro. It's not. Pro, I was gonna say parole, but then I feel like you just got performance arrested. improvement yeah, plan. Perform, yeah, right. Exactly. Like all of a sudden you got to jump through extra hurdles because you say a fucking buzzword that triggers something, and now you're checking someone's like HR checklist off. Like people really worry about that in these kind of positions. Right. Because remember, I was on one of those for, remember, for all of that. Yeah. So again, if, if my department would have addressed the real issue, which was me needing help, then my performance would have improved. Yeah. But instead it was, we are going to drill this we're going to break you. We're going to drill this in your head. You're failing, you're failing, which then only made my thought because that was my thought. I'm failing. I, I can't do anything right. Isolation. I can't. And then that just drove God. that. And then any little, uh, minute, somebody said something to me and passing became this big. Oh, you overanalyzed explosion. it like crazy. Didn't uh, you? And I was exploding and I was, I was angry as fuck. I bet. And I've now become an expert on the subject I like most. Getting to know. Thanks to Melanie for opening up about how trying to find help after all those traumatic events were so difficult and challenging for her. Remember, listeners, you are not alone. If you need help, reach out and ask. People care. And if you're wondering, there'll be a link for this in the description. WCPR, West Coast Post Trauma Retreat, is the retreat that Melanie, who I affectionately call Melanie, went to. Listen to her full episode when it's released tomorrow by subscribing to the Getting to Know You pod. Also, thanks to AndrePsyche.com for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Go to AndrePsyche.com for unique, thoughtful merchandise with a story behind it that you are not going to find anywhere else. Before you go, before you stop listening, push the subscribe button, whether you pushed play on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or wherever. Your support is very much appreciated. You can also friend and follow the pod. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon. Getting the number two, no, the letter U, pod. And finally, if you or someone you know would like to expand your market and get word out about your brand or product, consider partnering with the Getting to Know You pod. Our rates are reasonable and we are just starting up. So much like all of the guests who have been brave enough to come on and spend their time allowing us to get to know them, we 
We'd appreciate you believing in us and allowing our listeners to get to know you and your business. Just message us through any of our social media platforms. Later, Gator.